Unfortunately, we live in a world where racism is still running rampant in 2014. As we all know, racism is an everyday occurrence. Something can even pop off on a trip to the store. And for a black man taking a casual trip to the dollar store in Chicatawaga, New York, it did. The footage from a clip that's gone viral around the internet picks up after an initial incident. Racism alive and well. Amazing. Sure is. It's disgusting what black people got it to. Really? Really. You called me a nigger and I just supposed to sit back, huh? Scared the shit out of my kids. You call me a nigger. I just supposed to You're sit back. Kid. You scared the shit out of my kids. By starting my oh, car. Oh fucking well. By starting my car. Oh fucking well. <laughs> Amazing. Oh fucking well. Wow, you got your kids cursing at me too, huh? Don't talk to my kids. Wow, this is amazing. Do not talk to my kids. Okay. Hello? She finally gets the children's father on the phone, and it just spirals from there. Talk to this fucking nigga not... right now. I am telling you, he's video recorded me. He scared the shit out of Anthony. He started in the car. He wanted to run his mouth talking about BB and the trashy mother. Fucking say really? something to him I now. That. He's got me on videotape, and I'm still flipping the fuck out. You called me a nigger. I, I called you a nigger. You're a nigger. Nasty fucking nigger. Welcome back to Roast Radio. This is your host and DJ of the Roast Battle, Coach T, a.k.a. DJ Airhorn. And we're back with another incredible edition of Roast Radio, a brand new podcast that uh, takes a look at things through the backdrop of the Roast Battle and roasting and culture and, and all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to get right to it, man. Um, you were listening to Verbal Violence. Verbal Violence is a production company that uses comedy culture hip-hop kind of has like a black perspective but race is really irrelevant when it comes to it we we just try to entertain you make you laugh and also make you think if you noticed anything we're trying to get you to enjoy things make you think and in order to think you need safety and that's the purpose of the podcast we are literally the safe space on the internet so in an attempt to get you guys to help you know like know who i am i'm going to share something that is uh it's controversial it's so controversial that i don't even think i can have a proper conversation on it with um white people especially now post george floyd era makes them feel uncomfortable they don't want to agree with it if they might agree with it with the beautiful thing about podcasting is you're probably listening to this alone so let's run with it there's a roast battle he's really is a roast battler he's really good does a lot of stuff with uh Roast Battle helps Moses out. His name's Pat Barker. And me and Pat Barker got into a conversation one time because, like, one of those videos went viral where the white person says the N-word and all of a sudden we're supposed to just, you know, jump in the comic section and, and talk about how evil this white person is for using the N-word and racism's never dead and blah, 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 blah. And so Pat didn't agree with me, but my position on those viral moments where like the white person is like gets into an altercation, then they pull the phone out and they say the N word and we all talk about how racism has to stop. My position on it is that I don't think that person is actually racist because they use the N word. And I know it's like, what are you doing? Like how you use it? You can only use the N word if you're racist, right? But that's just not my vibe when I watch it. And, and keep in mind, I, I'm like an observational scientist. And I've been around the roast battle and, and I'll connect the roast battle to this later. But when I'm watching 
this person get into an altercation with somebody who's black and it just keeps building back and forth and then they get to a point where they're like well you're a fucking nigger and i i don't i don't get offended i don't know why something might be wrong with me i don't necessarily get offended i'm just like i think that person's really mad and i think that person's trying to be effective right like i don't think they're i don't think they're teaching their kids to hate black people i don't think they join clan rallies i don't know if they would be you know if they would support slavery i don't know all, all that stuff but i just think that they got really really mad and they're trying to hurt the black person and they think that if they call them a nigger that's gonna hurt them well that shit don't hurt me because it's just a word maybe that's what it is maybe i just don't feel like i could get hurt by words or something like that i don't know i don't know but I know that it's hard to agree with that concept. Like, oh, how would you, how could somebody use the N-word? They must have racism in, in their hearts. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just think you can get mad and say the most obvious things. Like, like if you got into an altercation with a fat person, you might mean you fucking fat ass. That don't mean you have issues with fat people. That just means that this nigga's fat and you trying to hurt him. Part of the reason why I had that observation is because I look at how race and weight and gender all play a role in crafting roast battle jokes. It's obvious, right? You can't do a roast battle joke that's not obvious to the room. So you have to use um, obvious, easily tangible observations and come up with a really creative way to be effective in the roast battle. And because you're being effective doesn't mean that that energy or that hate is in your heart so i think it's really easy to look at someone calling someone like an n-word on the internet and be like yo the world is a crazy racist place look what exists out there like that's not my takeaway my takeaway is that they got into an altercation and they're trying to be effective just like in roast battle when people go up there and they do racial jokes i don't think they're necessarily racist people i just think they're trying to be effective and people have the right to be effective Look at this scenario. Someone breaks into my house and they try to kill my family and I have a sword and a machine gun. I'm going to grab the machine gun. I actually like swords more than machine guns. They look cooler to me, but it don't matter. I'm trying to be effective. I want to hurt this motherfucker as fast as possible. I want to put him down. And because I want to hurt him and I'm trying to be effective, doesn't necessarily make me a gun nut. It doesn't make me anti-sword. It makes me pro-effectiveness. So this week we have uh, two battles. We're going to focus on two battles. They're fucking good. So don't be like, oh, we only got two battles. Nah, these motherfuckers is good. I got an old school battle. We're going to end with the old school battle with my boy Omid Singh versus FLO. FLO, Flo, is a battle rapper. It's probably, I think, maybe the best battle we have in the archive. It comes from 2017. I honestly think it's, to me, it's one of the hottest battles that we have. And the reason... Why I would say that, just so you know, there is a preference to that. I I have a preference on battles that are kind of intelligent. Like, right? Like, like to me, joke telling is a is a very unique form of intelligence that always gets overlooked. If a guy can solve a huge math equation in his head, or if somebody can like remember a bunch of words and win a spelling bee, we all consider that intelligence. But but there is so much intelligence in joke telling. There is 
this gift almost from a higher power to be able to look at something that everybody else is looking at, but be able to see it in a completely different way. And when you do that, we all laugh and connect to you because of your observation. Those to me are solid jokes. And that definitely happened in the first battle that we're going to talk about. I got Paige Wesley going against Sarah Fatimi. So testing one, two, one, two, how you doing? This is your boy, Oso Negro. I'm here with today. Paige Wesley, and I'm battling Sarah Fatemi today. Oh man, how, how, did, um, how did this battle come about? So Sarah actually asked me, but she's been wanting to battle me for a couple months, and I had just been traveling, so this is the first time we can actually get to do it. You excited for it tonight? I am. I mean, I'm excited every time. And, like, right now it's before the battle, obviously, peek behind the curtain. So I'm, like, low-level nervous until I get on stage, and then it'll be super fun. So. She's been on a tear recently. Like, are you prepared for her? I think she might um, give you a bit of a run for tonight. I mean, she has been on a tear. I wrote just as many jokes as I would write for any of the Hall of Fame battlers that we have. I'm taking it completely seriously. Yeah. So you wanted a whole different level of writing for this one. I mean, I wrote for this one the same way I write write for like South by for Netflix, like like that's how hard I went at this one. So I'm hoping it pays off. But I have a few jokes in there that I really really like, so I'm excited for those. Yeah. So well, well, good luck tonight. Okay. Um, what's your um, what's your socials for tonight? Well, not your socials for tonight. <laughs> this for tonight, right? I want to know all of it. Um, what's your social media for um, so people can find you? Yeah, I'm at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok. All right, cool. I appreciate you so much. Testing one two one two. Yo, how you doing? This is your boy Oso Negro. I'm here with today. I'm uh, Sarah Fatimi. How you doing, Sarah? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I got my wish. You battling Paige. I know. I am so excited. I've been looking to battle Paige for months. I mean, she's she's like, honestly, I think she should be judging. Like, she's been doing it much longer than me, and I really wanted to wait until I'd gone through everybody before I, I went to Paige. So, yeah. Sean, that's like final boss level for you? Basically. It's like, if this were a video game, Paige would be, I don't know how video games work. I'm a girl. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, she'd be definitely, like, the last level. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so now that you finally got what you wanted, what? How did you prepare for this? So I like to listen to the Roast Battle podcast because uh, a lot of the seasoned battlers like to give tips, like send a picture of your opponent to regular people and see what they say, or you know, listen to jokes about comics that maybe look similar or are similar to my opponent. I also listen to every podcast she was on, listen to her sets. And just wrote down, you know, maybe listen to music she would listen to, watch movies she would. I, I like, I really get into it. I either do something or I don't do it at all. So, yeah. So you try, you pretty much try to live this woman's life so you know exactly how to roast her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I've been filling up on fast food the last couple of days. Too. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's fine. We want that. That's what we want for the podcast. <laughs> So, with that in mind, so what do you have? In, what do you have in store for her tonight? I'm sorry, what? Like, what do you have in store? Like, what are you going? What are you going? How are you going to bring it to her? Well, the, the issue with Paige is that she is actually very good at life. So the only thing she does have that could be roastable is maybe like her appearance. 
um, it was very, very difficult trying to think of other angles. Because I like to hit people where people don't expect it. But with Paige, I felt like it wasn't really possible just based on the info that I had and what I tried to find. But, you know, I think as long as the jokes are funny, it'll be great. I think so. So in other words, you're trying, you said you got to find a private, you got to hire a private detective to really get some dirt on her, to really get some jokes out of her, like to beyond what everybody else is doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Paige is, Paige is someone very, I mean, and I think she knows too, like she, she, there's not, a, there's not any like sneaky info out there on her, but I don't blame her. I wouldn't put stuff out there either, you know, like, no, come on. Hell yeah, yeah. You can find me at at Sarah Fatimi official on Instagram, at Sarah Fatimi on TikTok, and at Sarah Key June on Twitter. I think that's what you asked. I'm deaf. I'm sorry. That's no, all good. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. You have a great night, all right? Just to help you guys enjoy this battle, if you're not familiar with these battlers, Paige Wesley is a fat person. She's not like. Um, somebody who's kind of fat and when you call them fat it's like oh you're being mean like she's like actually a fat person she's rather large she's not so large that it's like she can't walk she can still move and stuff so it for some reason it feels okay for me i could be crazy but it feels okay to call Paige fat it's not an insult it's just kind of accurate she clearly owns her size and she's a beautiful person there's no one against her size but she's fat she's really big she's not used to be skinny and got big she's a pretty big person so because she's fat she's going to receive some fat jokes um and that's okay because she's fat she's going to have some jokes tailored towards that and you just need to understand that like so on stage we have sarah and she's going against um page and page is a rather large woman it is what it is now sarah she has some things that she gives off certain energy as well. Sarah wears a lot of makeup and she always comes really, really ready. Like she gets dolled up for the show and she gives off the the energy as if she's looking for attention. Maybe I don't know her like that. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just saying that's something that you might um, take away on a first impression. Now, I'm not describing these people this way because I have any issues with them. That's not what it is. We're describing these people this way so that when you understand the jokes, it helps you relate to them. But also realize that the insults are a way to connect the audience to the observations of the joke writer. That requires a lot of intelligence that I don't think we always respect. You have to be extremely intelligent to be able to look at these people and come up with some of the quote unquote insults that they have for each other. So this is where we're going to sit this week on Roast Radio. We're going to be looking at intelligently crafted racial jokes, right? Intelligently crafted racial jokes. Oh, and also here's some information for you to understand. Everybody involved in Roast Battle on an ownership level is black. All the decision makers are black. It's me. It's Moses. My entire production crew is all black. Um, just so you know, there's and I'm like a nigga nigga. Like I don't fuck with people like I'm hood hood type. I'm more hood than I need to be. Like I have a college degree. I shouldn't even have this kind of hood energy anymore. But it is what it is. This is a black production, an authentically black production. We're not woke black. We're just actual black people. And we're sharing with you our observations of being involved in this show. So without further ado, we got Paige Wesley going against Sarah Fatimi. All right. First let me bring to the stage from Cleveland, Ohio, a rising star at the Rose Battle. Make a love for Miss Sarah Fatimi. Once upon a time now, 
long ago I was a hoe And I'm admitting it, I won't take it back Cause I did this shit, I was a Once upon a time, not long ago I was a hoe And I'm admitting it, I won't take it back Cause I did this shit, I was a hoe Okay. Coach T, everybody, make a love for Coach T in the back. <laughs> Every Sunday, there's a new podcast that drops called Roast Radio. Check it out. Coach T produces it. Drops on every platform. If you have podcasting, check it out. Roast Radio. Make a love for Coach T one more time. Yes. Yes. Every two. No, I'm kidding. All right, Sarah. Yes. You're battling tonight. Welcome to the show. Woo! You're battling Paige Wesley. Why are you doing this tour? We both have opposite eating disorders. Oh. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> They're not that much different. <laughs> That's why it's called an eating disorder. <laughs> yes. This person coming to the stage is a fucking queen. We love her here at the Rose Battle from Oakland. Make a laugh for Miss Ram. Paige Wesley! <laughs> Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Hell yeah. Keep it going for Paige Wesley, everybody. Uh. Moses, now we know why the black guys were so distracted in the last battle. That guy liked it. You love racism. Who, who doesn't in this room? Um, you guys look like you're battling to be the Ursula in the next live-action Little Mermaid. Oh, oh, give me that role, please. Oh, my God. Why are you battling, Sarah? Well, as she mentioned, there is a disorder. She's bad at eating. I'm here to help. <laughs> also, I needed a place to wear these boots. So. Fire, though. Yes. Bitch got Fire. sprinkles on her dress, nigga. Right. She ain't playing. She got sprinkles on her dress. Those are excellent boots. I'd say those boots are made for walking, but eh. No. No. Can't risk scuffing them up, Keith. This should be good. The winner of the battle gets to star in Hairspray. Hell yeah. They, they were heels, but by the end of the night, they'll be flats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just glad she bought them while she still had two feet. <laughs> Gotta make the most of it now, my brother. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm psyched for this battle. I love both of these this roast be a good, battles. As a, a, as a really fan of Drag Race, I'm excited for this battle. Oh, yeah. All right. It's five jokes. It's one round. One round, five jokes. Diabetes one, diabetes two. Who's going first? Do you want to go first? Or I'll go first. Okay. You got this? Cool. Folks, this is Paige. This is Sarah. Are we fucking ready for this? Yeah. Battle! 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 Sarah's ex-boyfriend was anorexic, which is an extreme way to avoid eating her pussy. Thank you, Queef Carrie. Paige looks like she says the N-word with a hard artery. It's true, 
I'm fat. Sarah looks like she's late for her appointment at the groomers. Sarah's family is from Iran, but her body's from I sat, I cried, I called my ex, and then I ate my feelings. Paige, that joke was a little long, but we all know you suck at trimming the fat. Sarah would know. That was my rebuttal, sorry. Oh, no, okay. (laughs) Paige is an impressionist on every piece of furniture. Thank you. more of the wave. It's hot as balls up here. Hell yeah. Woo! Sarah would know about impressions and furniture. Her goal weight is eye contact during sex. <laughs> Not bad, Brie Larson. Paige met her husband during her hoe phase. Now she just uses a pitchfork. Hey guys, Sarah's so single and desperate, she bombed that last joke just for the free virgins. Muslim, but she's not religious. So five times a day, she turns east towards Burbank and prays to get noticed. (laughs) Well, hey, Paige is a Christian, but she'll never have a last supper. to heaven dying trying right uh-huh. <laughs> all of Sarah's boyfriends have come out of the closet not cause they're gay that's just where she keeps them so they don't leave <laughs> well Paige is a big fan of Black Lives Matter she's used to kneeling Main event, keep it going, Paige Wesley, Sarah Bettina! All right, those are the four rose paddles for the evening. This was a fun one. The wave popped up tonight. Keep it going. Old school, man. We haven't had the all nigga wave here in a long time. I know. Damn right. As a whale, I've missed the wave. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Keith Carey, start this one off for us. That was great. Paige, I have not seen you shake a room like that since you fought the Ghostbusters in your little sailor outfit. That... <laughs> this, was a, this was a fucking amazing battle between Dairy Queen and a Harry Queen. Uh... Audience is here still. 
Yeah, it's uh, keeping up with the Kardashians versus couldn't keep up with the ice cream truck. All right. Uh, that was that was really fucking great. That was the best battle of the night by far. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You guys are both good, Sarah. That was fucking excellent. I felt like you got a little wobbly at the end. You made a factual error when you suggested that Paige has knees. Uh, <laughs> so I am going to edge that uh, to Paige. Fucking well done, both of you. Ooh. Una for Paige. Kim Cogdon. Um, this was an incredible battle of uh, Selena versus her tour bus. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I feel like you both started off really, really strong and it dwindled down, which makes sense that you both would eat dessert first. Um, I, uh, Paige, I'm just upset that someone gentrified Big Mama. Um, wow. That seems No! <laughs> Big Mama's house, Big Mama's house. Big Mama's house, yes. Um, you look like... You look like Dolly Farton. Um, there it is. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, you, uh, Sarah, you look like uh, you fart when you come. I do. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. This battle was honestly fucking incredible. Give it up for these ladies. They fucking. They murdered that shit. I honestly, I have you guys four to four, completely dead even. I'd love to see one more joke, but I, I, I'll, I'll let the judges All decide. Right. We got one push, we got one for Paige, and uh, who you got here, Mike? Um, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no, you guys, that was fucking fantastic. That was one of the best battle battles I've seen in a long, long time. Um, I mean, you have to give credit for the awesome momentum of the last battle. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the setup, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give women anything. No. Yeah, by the time they were done, we were as starved as you are. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, this is fucking amazing. And I love it, Sarah. You have a such a cartoonish amount of makeup on that even when you did a joke that didn't work, it still looked like you were smiling at it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, no, this was really fucking great. It was close. I would give it to to Paige just because I thought the consistent. She got better. You opened with your best stuff, Sarah. You kind of front loaded it, but Paige was a little more consistent, and her last jokes were as good as her first jokes. Folks, your winner of the main event this evening. She's on a roll, Miss Paige Wesley. Hug each other, you two. Keep it going, Sarah Bazzini for Miss Paige Wesley. Thank you. Keep it going for all the battles you saw tonight. My man Coach C in the back. That's Autistic Thunder, Jamar Neighbors, Mike Lawrence, Kim Condon, Keith Carey, my man Jeff Ross. My pops is in the corner. What up, Brian Moses? We'll see you guys next week. Julie Seabos! Give it up for our referee, our fucking man for 10 years, Brian motherfucking Moses, right here. The next and the last battle. Uh, for this week is what I told you about FLO going against Omid Singh. Omid is another brown person. 
it's kind of interesting that every time there's brown people up there, they get hit with the Muslim stuff and they, you know, they get hit with all of that. Um, race is an easy thing to be effective at in the roast battle. And it helps, um, it helps you win and it helps connect the audience to your intelligence sometimes when it's done right. And I think it's done really, really right in these two battles. FLO, I think is underrated. This battle comes from 2017. I'm not sure he's battled since then. He definitely hasn't been in a roast battle. I haven't seen him. Um, when he was around, he did like a handful of battles and then I ain't seen him. He ain't seen him post pandemic. I hope he's okay. Um, he's a rap battler and he comes from that rap battle culture. So before we even get into that, I'm gonna share with you a little clip I found online from FLO battling. Now, all you need to know in order to appreciate his rap battle is that he's battling an Asian person, right? So now if you're thinking Asian and we're focusing on race and we're focusing on effectiveness, this what comes into your head. What do you associate with Asian and Asian culture? Let's listen to Flo's, FLO's rap battle against an unnamed Asian opponent. Right hand side, represent Koreatown, Los Angeles. We got my team, Roger Glow, Koreatown, Press Drive. We got on our left, motherfucking. My nigga representing the Ville, DB Stalkland, nigga. We got we got big balls and shit. We said FLO go first, baby. Let's do it. Alright. Introducing the proud owner of a Jackie Chan poster and a five-foot bomb made for lonely opium smokers. I'm surprised you even showed up today because you got warrants known to run from the SPCA. So you fit the profile of a predator when you moved into town. Like, you get hungry when you hit Snoop Dogg at the dog pound. When I moved to a neighborhood, the women stay wet. And the week after you moved in, it wasn't no more straight pets. <laughs> so you'll play rock, paper, scissors for chopped liver and pot stickers and need a whole living catfish, even the eyes and if this accusation near true, he got a shaved glazed duck hangling and dangling from his Honda Rearview. For real, on animals you be ill, you laugh when Bambi mother and Simba father got killed. You a Southern Cali malnutrition boy who lost whose biggest decision is between duck and soy sauce. Look, how come that Mr. Chow Young Fat can't tell the difference between cow or cat? That was FLO. Uh, he was doing some rap battling. Um, I'm not in that culture. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that. I don't run around with them. I absolutely appreciated that. And it made me want to um, watch more videos, especially of, of Flo. I, now it makes so, so much sense why he was such a great roast battler is because he's just like really funny. What was interesting in that is like he's just insulting the guy's like diet, right? Because he's Asian. He's just talking about the things that Asian culture eats that we kind of don't eat and it's funny and it's insulting and it's just it's just I don't understand it but it's obvious right because because now you get it because we have images in our mind about Asian people eating things that we like man we don't eat that shit so that that's how you be effective to harken back to what I said in the beginning sometimes when people get frustrated 
and they feel like they're out of control, they, they start using anger. And anger helps you get control. And when you're angry, you, you try to do things to show that you're powerful. You try to you try to protect yourself um, through being aggressive and hurt. Do things and effective with your aggression and your desire to inflict discomfort and pain. I just want to challenge us of always associating people who do that with people who actually want to see another race not be successful. I don't have a definition for racism other than, I guess, I, I, it could be, it's super complicated, but the way I think of racism is like when you have a thought process and a desire to get in the way of another race's desire to be happy. Just because you say something that's politically incorrect, I don't think it necessarily makes you racist. Even if you don't feel safe around a, another culture or another group of people, I don't think that's a bad thing. It only gets bad when you actually allow yourself to be mobilized in a way where other people have to suffer because you're afraid of them or you feel threatened by them, right? So when I think racism, I think about how they throw out the Japanese and internment camps. They fucked them up. You, you guys got to actually read those stories. Those Japanese people had to sell everything and go live in a camp for a really, really long time. I felt like that was racist. I, f I don't feel like that. We're, oh, we're just afraid and we're trying to. No, 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 no. They know what they did. And at the time, the Japanese people owned a whole bunch of farmland. And a lot of them people lost that shit. That's why they got a fat check from Clinton because it was really fucked up. They got their whatever reparations. And if we're going to think about that, like that to me is the thing that we that we have to call out when there are actions that actually hurt a community of people. The words don't actually hurt the people. No one actually hurts black people. No one wants to really talk about this. The Civil Rights Act. Like, like you would think like, oh, my goodness, the Civil Rights Act. That was a really good thing. I'm like, but was it, though? Like, was it good for black families? You know, what would be an interesting statistic to explore would be how many black men were actually in the home as head of household during slavery as opposed to right now and after the Civil Rights Act. The Civil Rights Act included all kinds of welfare and all kinds of stuff that incentivized the black woman to not have the man around. But the kicker is all the people that were responsible for that decision were actually trying to help the black community but i think they fucked us up i grew up on welfare i think all the people in this production kind of grew up on welfare like we made it and that's cool we're survivors but we also know a lot of people who didn't welfare and 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 incentivizing mothers to to have children without their fathers destroyed the black community and we might be in a place where it's almost unrepairable, if we're just going to be honest. But what's interesting is that the height of the most racist time in America, let's just call it slavery. I'm almost certain that there were more black fathers living in the household when they were slaves and they had the threat of being sold away. I know for a fact, statistically, in the Jim Crow era, post-slavery, there were more black fathers in the house than there are right now. More damage was done trying to help the black community than actually trying to hurt the black community. So I'm going to stop doing that preachy shit and we're going to get into this battle. But I definitely wanted you motherfuckers to think. Um, Omid Singh is a legend. No one's battled as much as him. That's a statistical fact. 
He's a beast. And this is when he was about at his height. And FLO is kind of going off of his dome and fucking killing it. We'll be back next week. You downloaded us. I appreciate it. Text somebody you like this show and keep fucking with the Roast Radio Podcast. He's got to bring him to the stage from the Bay Area. He is a professional battle rapper. What is he beat that? this guy filming this right here for his first Roast Battle debut. This is number two. Make it up for FLO Flow. Look at that. Hey, hey. It, yeah. Ask your mama and three of your real mates. It's, woo! This it's, is going to be good. Yeah. Mike Lawrence knows you. He's a fan of you. Oh, yeah. Mike Lawrence, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the Obi-Wan. I'm Anakin. <laughs> wow. Cedric the non-entertainer. <laughs> All right. That, that's one. That's one. <laughs> That that's fine. Yeah, let him have it. Let him have it. I took a super bus out here. I'm bulletproof. You're like, you man, yeah. shit. I, I, thug life. Yeah. Bullet, you say bulletproof. bulletproof. Thug life, bulletproof. All right. I love this guy. I love this yeah. guy from last time. He's dope. Rich, have you seen this guy before? Have I seen him? No, but I like his energy, man. I like, I like, right on, it. I like everything about him. <laughs> right on, man. I like your hat. I'll shoot a motherfucker for you. We friends. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would help you move. We like we friends. All right. I'm a I'm a I, I, I got I'm a huge fan of heavier D. <laughs> that's too. That's, I got, that's too. No. I got my money. I got my Three money strikes. on D, on DL Ugly. That's three. That's three. That's three. <laughs> Wait. No, that was I, good. I, I really, <laughs> that was good. Two and a half. I, I might really not get no pussy cheap. tonight because of that. I really love the teachings of Malcolm XXL. Oh, double XL. There we go. So when do we? They stop doing that. No, no, they're gonna keep going. And they're a firing squad yeah. for a reason. By the way, he's still red. He's oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the oh, secret hatred. Where'd you find Big Re Big Rel Howry? <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, don't worry. He's gonna get you. Uh, yeah, Flo. What? We had a white rapper up here. Can you? Yeah, like, he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tonight you have to redeem both rappers and yes. black people <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> the same damn time. You gonna give them some some real bars? Yeah, hey, give me a, give me a word. Give me a word. Mike, you gonna give him a word? Um, uh, employment. So employment. <laughs> employment. Okay. Senility. Uh, is it? <laughs> Senility. Employment. Employment. You had it. You had it. Okay, is it a beat? You're gonna, he's gonna. Okay, okay, okay. Get inspired. Fuck employment. Get unemployment when I get fired. And I swear to God, nobody higher than it be later. He go fix that shit. Hey, America ain't gonna never be greater. Unless I be the greeter at the front of motherfucking Walmart by the escalator. Wait. <laughs> This is for 
retarded. I don't understand this show. I ain't doing that. All right, that's a tip drill. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tip drill. Y'all know the people that greet you in the cut, they, they life sucks. Uh, all right, you're battling on me. Let's bring him up. This guy, he's been on television. He's been on the roast battle here in Los Angeles. Make love for Omid Singh. <laughs> he loves this song. It's his theme song. Why? Why you like that song? It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a good feeling that's, that's about baby this killing battle. music for him. Shit. I got a good feeling about this battle. This is gonna be a bloodbath right here. This is gonna be good. Oh me. Two good ones. Hey. <laughs> Let's just get to it. Yo, this is this is gonna be good. Right. We're going three or five jokes. Which one gets you? Three, perfect. Who wants to go first? I do. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, it ain't February no more. Let's go! Let's roast! Flo, you look, you look like you were held back in prison. Uh, fuck you, M. Night Deepak Shyamalan Chopra. Okay. Fucking, you had pubic hair when you were born, you furry fuck. <laughs> Fucking slumdog Build-A-Bear. With raps like that, you could sign with Skid Row Records. Good for you. <laughs> Flo's real name is Lancelot, but if you ask the ladies, they'll say he only lances a little. His parents named him Lancelot because he was conceived behind a round table pizza. <laughs> and he's black ass night. All right. Thank you, Dr. Patel. All right, hold on. Another compliment. You look like a volunteer archaeologist. Flow so black, he picked the lint out of his belly button and made an AIDS quilt. What's an AIDS quilt? What's an AIDS quilt? Uh, fuck you, you arranged marriage counselor. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> this is Rose really Battle. Battle. I think we found a battle, gentlemen. I think we got one. I think we got one. <laughs> Damn. Uh, There's fucking Close heat in this battle. battle. Fucking give it up for both of these guys That's right now. Outstanding. Right. Slumdog Build a Bear. That, that was good. <laughs>
Jack. arranged marriage counselor. You were held back in prison. I mean, bars all throughout this. Prison bars, actually. Great, great, great fucking round. Quick, hard fucking round. You guys took it to another level tonight. That was good. Blade the Bargain Hunter killed it tonight <laughs> over there. <laughs> and something's going on with something Omid something's with you tonight you're on a fucking super confident you're like doing your, your thing right now where you're like playing shortstop you're like bobbing back and forth you're still in it look at you you want to keep going you're not even done you wanted to go first I, I, uh, I mean I'm, I'm not done, saying it was a tie uh, it was a great great round yeah. uh, Still Happy to good. see what these guys think. Do you know what? That slum dog, uh, that joke was so good, but this dude just held his confidence. Like, after that knockout punch, he came right fucking back. But that joke you said was fucking one of the funniest things. The slum dog fucking build a bear. That, I'm telling you. Crowd loves it. They listen keep to me. That is going to kill. That's going to fucking kill on my next album. Anyhow. Oh, my God. <laughs> he probably stole her from you, you senile fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mile like that. <laughs> oh! Slow dog build a bear. It's a good joke. You're not wrong. <laughs> Look at it. That fucking, even the hookah store owner did well. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he does. Uh, go ahead, Mike. That was fucking awesome, guys. Um, my my thing with FLO, it's like he comes up with all this energy, and you're like, I bet the fucking jokes aren't going to be that great. And then they are, and it's fucking impressive. <laughs> I just showed my own prejudice. Uh, <laughs> you like no, people, people with stage presence usually aren't great at this show. Um, but no, man, point. like to have that energy and the fucking jokes, I I'd have to give it to you just by hair. Yeah. But but honestly, I'm not a fan of the one more joke, but I think this deserves it. I think it does. I think this one deserves one last one, right? One last joke. Overtime. Hey. 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 Uh. What We're you seeing think, the only time he does exercise. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Yes, Saudi. Omid. I first want to comment that since you guys have come here, the stage smells like too much Old Spice and really Old Spices. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> I, honestly, I'm happy to see one more joke because I don't know who to give it to, the dad from Friday or the dad from Master of None. Oh. oh. Happy Father's Day. All right, uh, who wants to go first? He can go first again. FLO should have to go first. Yeah, yeah, because you went first time. last time. Last round! Last round! Uh, uh, let's see, you bitter Jew. Uh, uh, you a bitter Muslim. You catfish women on Jew Day. If you had one shot, one opportunity <laughs> to seize everything you ever wanted, one moment. Is that my conscience? Would you capture it or just let it slip? Is he here? Is it even here? No, but you look like you ate all of mom's spaghetti. 